We're live. All right. Welcome, Wayne. Everybody, welcome to Live from Studio 2 with my friend Wayne Wilentz. He is uh, a... He's... I did say it right, you said? Yes, perfect. Yeah, see? Yes. And uh, he's a fantastic keyboardist and composer, and he's like, he does all the things. He's just, you know. <laughs> um, before we get into playing uh, tunes with him, just a rem- quick reminder, you can subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast app by going to ivystonerecords.com, clicking the subscribe button, the little green button, and then choosing your preferred app. Um, and uh, you can listen to all the other episodes of people, all kinds of great people from all around the DMV. Uh, for those of you who don't know what that means, that's uh, Virginia, DC, Maryland, and Virginia is what it stands for. Uh, make sure you share this video, tag a friend, whatever. We'll be here for probably about an hour with Wayne, and uh, it's, it's going to be awesome. I got, I already know what's coming, and this, <laughs> this man is uh, fantastic. So, Thank you. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and we do this every Monday at seven o'clock or thereabouts. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're a little late today, <laughs> a little, but it's okay. Uh, and um, and then as far as uh, and oh, and before we get going with the tunes, I also wanted to do, uh, promote a couple of shows. Wayne, you've got some really cool ones coming up. August twenty eighth, you've got two. Yes, tell um, me, tell us uh, everybody about those. Fabulous Brazilian guitarist, vocalist, percussionist Nani Assis is coming down from New York. Uh, if you haven't heard Nani, you really got to get out and check him out. He's amazing. He's uh, a force of nature. Uh, he has a group uh, with Janice Siegel from Manhattan Transfer called uh, Trio de Quinte. And um, he's got his own stuff going on. His son, uh, Daniel Assis, uh, is Good another name. fantastic musician, singer, and songwriter. So Nania will be down here, me and my wonderful good friend Leo Lassini will be playing bass with us. And we're, we got two shows. I think one is at a place called Perryville Manor in Upper Marlboro. That's Saturday afternoon, the 28th, 2 to 5 or 6 or something like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then afterwards, uh, we'll be at Mr. Henry's with my uh, wonderful friend Maya, who is a great singer of Brazilian music and jazz. Cool. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So try and hit us up for both shows because you'll get some cool stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and then also you've got this open mic that you run at Normandy Farm. Correct. I do uh, first and third Friday every month at Normandy Farm, which is uh, a French restaurant out in Potomac, Maryland. You know the wives of Potomac, you know, that that area. <laughs> so, um, But it's, it's actually a, a lovely place. They have, um, while the weather is good, we're outside, and it's a beautiful, beautiful uh, cafe setup they put outside. And uh, we were there um, this past Friday the 6th. It was really a great time. Cool. And I have all these singers from all over the area come in and, and sing with me. And, uh, you know, musicians come and sit in, bring their horns and drums and stuff like that. It's, it's just yeah. a, a fun scene. If you like French food, in particular popovers, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> which is their specialty, Come out and uh, first and third Friday of every month. You'll love it. Excellent. Very cool. Uh, and then you've got a couple of shows. You have one on August 24th and one on August 25th. Um, on 20, the 24th, I, I'm always going to screw up the name of this restaurant. Tal- oh, Taliata. Taliata. Taliata is a, a Italian restaurant in the East Harbor of Baltimore. And uh, uh, there's a lot of great music going on there. Every night there's somebody. I'm going to be playing there singing and playing pop tunes and some jazz and cool having some fun on the 24th so i'm there great and then the following day you have you got a gig with uh sharon sharon clark right who is i think one of the finest jazz singers in the world and i'm very happy to be with her uh her normal pianist uh chris is on vacation so i get this up for him this is awesome (laughs) that's great and we'll be at um lee district amphitheater i think it's called cool in, in arlington Great. Well, and all the links for all of these shows are in the description. Please check them out. Get a ticket. Come see Wayne. He's fantastic, and he works with all mm-hmm. kinds of really cool people. Um, so please check those out, everybody, if you uh, if you haven't already. Okay. Uh, and then the last thing is if you're somebody who – if you see – after you see how amazing Wayne is and you're like, oh, my God, I need that at my <laughs> event, you can also book Wayne or any of the other guests that you've seen or me if you wanted to, but any of the guests – um, you can go to ivystonerecords.com, click book an artist, and send us an email, and we'll mm. set something up for you. You can also, some people also uh, write custom music. So if you're interested in a custom song from anybody, 
uh, you can also request that along with the booking request. Um, and with that, I think it's time for us to get mm -hmm. started, man. So All right, let's play some music. What's our first tune here? Well, we're going to do a song that I wrote uh, a long time ago as kind of a pop tune. <clears throat> I used to be with a band called uh, Sky, S-K-Y-Y, and we were, um, we were, we had gold record and, you know, toured, opened for uh, over a year, touring with uh, opening for Cool and the Gang. Wow. And uh, that was quite an experience, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and we had a thing where we were trying to come up with new material all the time, so we kept writing stuff. And then as we were writing tunes, occasionally I would come up with stuff and go, this is really not right for a funk band. Right. But it's kind of a good tune. So I wrote this song called Let the Night Begin. And it was um, in the Chardet mode. Who was very popular at the yeah. time that I wrote this. Right. And I thought this would be a great tune for her, but you know, I never really pushed or anything like that. Right. And then um, a few years back, I decided to do an album of all original stuff with uh, these amazing musicians I work with in D.C., including some of the best vocalists I've ever heard. Um, yeah. Pam Bricker, who I used to work with for years, Nikki Gonzalez, uh, Steve Washington, uh, Patrick DeSant is no longer around, but one of the greatest singers you'll ever hear. Wow. And uh, he lives in back in Cape Verde, where he's from now. But um, So specializing kind of in Brazilian music, which is my thing. Yeah. And I took this tune and I said, how can I do it so it's more fits with the kind of stuff I'm doing now, which is mostly samba and Brazilian music. And I did this as a samba, you know, just messing around. And it was like, this is really good like this. <laughs> so I uh, asked a friend of mine who's from Brazil to help me translate the lyric. And what I ended up with is this tune, Noichi Fai Shega. Nikki Excellent. sang it on my CD. And uh, I'm going to now try and not massacre it. Hey, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. So all you Brazilians who are listening, don't be too critical <laughs> of my accent. I'll yeah. do the best I can. All right, ready? Ready. One, two, one, two. <laughs>
remembered. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. man, that was fun. Very nice, man. That was Thank great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, totally. Thank you. Thanks for writing that tune. That's oh, great. I'm very fond of that song, man. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, you should be. So, I, um, uh, by the way, it, that you can, uh, if you want to get that song, it's on iTunes. Um, the album is Wayne Wilentz called "Break of Dawn" is the name of the cool. album. So, excellent. You can pick that one out. That's the first track. Nikki sings the hell out of that too. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. Well, let's, I'm going to check in with uh, everybody who's watching. Let's see. So we got Lori Antoinette. My dad's here. Hey, dad. Uh, Sterling is here, and, and uh, my mom's here too. Hi, mom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And uh, did we great. score a touchdown? Is that <laughs> hi, mom? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, and uh, oh, Sterling. So Sterling uh, is, uh, Spangler is a friend of uh, Chris Grasso too. He says hi, Chris Grasso. Oh. Yeah, so anyway, my man Chris. Uh, He's my, on vacation right now. Excellent. Having a great time at the beach, I'm sure. As he should. Yes. That's good. Uh, but yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, oh. Okay, uh, so my dad says keys and vocals sound awesome. Guitar is inaudible. Can you hear the guitar? Pretty good, but of course I have the live sound of it, so maybe okay. you should turn it up a little bit. Uh, I'll, I'll throw the guitar up a little bit. Which, uh, wow, how about that? Who, whoever tells a guitarist to turn up? I know. <laughs> Other guitarists, I think. Right. Um, take the music away, and then that's we'll right. Um, cool. Well, anyway, nice to see everybody. Uh, hope you're doing well. Don't forget to share the video. Tag a friend. And um, let me know if anything else, audio-wise, is sounding funny, whatever. Um, and then we're going to go on to the next tune here. So tell me what this this next tune, man. So which one are we doing next? We got then? a little taste. Oh, a little taste. Okay. So yeah, which is this is a lot of fun. Yeah, this is a great <laughs> tune. This is written by um, one of my idols, the great Dave Frischberg. I don't know if you guys know. You probably know his uh, song that was covered by Diana Krall, Blossom Deary. It's called "Peel Me a Grape." Mm. A lot of people have heard that tune. Uh, Nina Simone, a lot of famous people covered that tune. And um, and uh, he wrote some amazing stuff, including uh, some of my favorite baseball-oriented songs. And uh, if you people who know me know I'm married to a woman who was this baseball writer, worked for right. um, for USA Today, Baseball Weekly, and MLB.com. Right. Hi, Lisa, if you're watching. <laughs> um, and um, and we're big baseball fans, so... Uh, I, I kind of knew about Frischberg because of this tune, Van Lingle Mungo, that he wrote, which is a hysterical bossa nova using only the craziest names from the baseball encyclopedia. Right. Including Van Lingle Mungo and Heine Minouche and other names like that. Right. Um, but uh, Frisch writes some of the, the uh, some very moving and beautiful songs, but also some very funny songs. And Daniel and I were talking earlier about how this is attraction between musicians and comedians. Yeah. And I've always kind of been there. Like, I, I love comedy. I'm a big fan. You're a big Louis C.K. fan, as right. am I. Right. Um, you know, Albert Brooks is one of my favorite comedians. I, I love the whole concept of how there are so many comedians who think they're musicians and so many musicians who think they're comedians. Yeah. Like, you play with Tyler, right? Tyler Wilkins, he thinks yeah. he's a comedian. He's funny. He's, so a lot of very <laughs> funny people who, do, who, who are musicians and a lot of talented musicians who are comedians. Um, but um, every time I heard something when I was younger that was funny, I was attracted to it. I liked right. the concept of Alan Sherman, Fat Swaller, yeah. people like that. So Frisch falls into that uh, that category. And this song is uh, was actually, the music was written by Johnny Hodges, the great alto saxophonist for the Ellington Band. Cool. And, uh, and then Dave Frischberg wrote his own lyric to it. It's called A Little Taste. It's about a guy who's having trouble with his 12-step program. Ah, yes. That's what it's about. <laughs> if you <laughs> know what good. that means. Right. Yeah. <laughs> friends is... of Bill, all you friends of Bill out there. Right. Not me. I'm fine. I have water. <laughs> Excellent. Cool, man. Well, let's, uh, let's make it happen. This is A Little Taste, Dave Frischberg. This is a risky proposition. A little pace could pave the way. It has been known to save the day. 
little taste might be okay. It's a libation, good for a sticky situation. Why not spare myself a little pain? Without a shirt. Now who said self-denial's all that great? It wasn't me, Daniel. Yeah, it wasn't me either. No. Sometimes it often pays the disagree. One little taste could change my whole disposition. Good for a sticky situation And so it shouldn't be a total waste Later, I think I'll have a little taste Put it on Daniel's tab Oh, God <laughs> Well, he's the host there. That's, tr that's right <laughs> Nice, man yeah, nice. excellent. Isn't that a great tune? It's a lot of fun. I'm totally, that's well done, man. Thank you. Well, let's check in with everybody and see. Uh, uh, oh, Lori says, y'all sound great. Ooh. Yes. Uh, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, my dad says, great tune. Peel Me a Grape is a great tune. It says. is, isn't it? It's so cool. good. But you know, I actually wrote a lyric yeah. for the guy's side. Oh, excellent. You because know, the whole thing, Peel Me a Grape, is like Mae West and, you know, talking about you know all the things you got to do to to make the woman happy oh. well i decided to write one called pop me a beer <laughs> using the same melody yeah and uh this a couple you know it's appeal me a grape you know crush me some ice that that's the right so my lyrics at one point go um uh what does i say um uh, pop me a beer bring me some chips restring my strat Get my smokes in an ashtray. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, it's, it's only fair, right. you know. Right. Yeah. A, so, Hashtag yeah, feminism. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, that's the thing. You know, it, it, it became a little Me Too-ish, so I stopped doing right. it. Right. <laughs> you, you, you can do it if somebody, if a woman sings the Peel Me a Great lyrics, and then I do the change the key and put it in my key and sing Right. It. Right. Then it's cool. Right. That's all right. You know. Yeah. It's all about context, right. man. <laughs> but that is a great song, though. Peel me a great, fantastic. Yeah, cool. Uh, and Antoinette also says, "Let me guess, Oriole fan." No. 
Yeah. I grew up in Manhattan, baby. I'm a Mets fan all the way. Uh, there you go. New York Mets mm. in free fall right now. <laughs> oh, no. Poor guys. Excellent. Yeah, I, I uh, Antoinette is also, I believe, Antoinette, I think you're from New York, right? Aren't you up there now? You probably make a note about that. But, um, yeah, man, you've been really into sports and stuff for, True. you know. True. For, you know, it, you know, was, uh, what do they say, you know, steeped in it. In the sports yeah. fan world, not a sport, not an athlete, I couldn't play anything. Right. But, you know, I was very much into it as a, as a fan. And yeah. Well, and you were around <clears> some of <throat> it, too. I think, you know, growing up uh, involved in the restaurant scene in uh, New York mm -hmm. and then right. being around a lot of players, right? Right. Yeah. My stepfather owned a restaurant um, in Midtown Manhattan. He owned many restaurants, but his first main fam famous one was called Kenny Steak Pub was on uh, 50th and Lex, right across the street from the Waldorf. And it used yeah. to be the place where the New York football giants would come after their games and wow. and get drunk and rouse and carouse and go nuts and right. have a good time. So, you know, yeah. it was quite a scene. I got to, you know, meet a lot of those famous guys. It was fun. Yeah. You know, Frank it, Gifford used to come there all the time. Remember Frank Gifford? Yeah, wow. he was there. So what, Sam Huff. What were some of the, <clears throat> do you have any highlight moments from some of those... Uh, some of those uh, meetings <laughs> you know not really I, I i wish i could say i did um there yeah. were so many crazy people to come. talk about you know it was a place where where some famous people would come one of my things i used to play piano there in, in later years yeah um when he kind of retook it over and um and i, I guess i was in my 20s or something like that and yeah. uh, joey heatherton came in if you know who joey heatherton I, I is i don't Joey Heatherton was probably she was probably the sex symbol for my generation, or one of these main sex symbols. She oh. used to do an ad for Serta mattresses, where she was in a little negligee, and it was and she was amazing. Yeah, but in her later years, she became like kind of a joke because she she was a super talent. Let's get one thing straight: this woman could sing, act, do everything. She was, yeah. but she was part of that whole Rat Pack scene out in Vegas, right? And she got into drug trouble and. When I met her, she was a little bit over the thing, but she came over and sat next to me while I was playing Whoa. and said, uh, let's do uh, I Remember You, which is a great standard. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, I was young still, but I didn't know the song. So I started playing the tune and she sang the hell out of this tune. So that wow. was kind of my most exciting thing that happened wow. to Kenny's. Wow. Yeah, That's awesome. she was incredible. But, um, you know, and so then I turned to her and said, you know that you kind of, you know, Help me through puberty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> she gave me this look like, I am not that much older than you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, I'm in trouble now. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a true story. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. Well, um, uh, Antoinette is excited. She's like, yeah, baby, Mets. Yeah. Anyway, all, all right. right so Antoinette. she's on, she's on your team. No. <laughs> That's right. Let's um, go. Yeah. Uh, I actually wrote a song about the Mets called The Song with Orange and Blue. Because you know the famous thing, Charles Mingus, is, you can't rhyme orange, right? And he right. had a song called The Song with Orange. And so I decided to write a song with orange and blue. Of course, you can rhyme blue, no problem. Right. And those are the colors of the Mets. So that was my go. another Frischberg salute thing because, you know, he wrote a song called Dodger Blue. And so I wrote that. It's it's uh, yeah. it's on the internet somewhere on YouTube. Nice. Look it up. Song with Orange and Blue, Wayne Willens. Sweet. If you're a Met fan, you'll enjoy it, I think. Yeah, do it. Everybody do it. Don't don't leave now, but make a note. Right, right after this <laughs> Stay live stream. With us. There's more fun to come. <laughs> That's right. Um, and Donna's here. Welcome, Donna. Nice to see you. All right. So we got uh next tune here. This is uh, an original tune of yours, mm -hmm. Christmas in LA. Right. Anything so you'd like to say about this? Yeah, tune? because we were right. talking about, about Dave Frischberg and yeah. how, how much of an uh, inspiration for me he was. And I wrote this tune. Uh, my daughter lives now in Los Angeles, and I'm going to go see her in two days. I'm very excited about that. We haven't seen her since before the pandemic, so yeah. we really miss her terribly. But the first time, right after she moved out there, was in 2011, after she graduated college. And um, we, you know, obviously helped her move. And then we came back um, that Christmas to spend the holidays with her. And um, we're out there, and it's like, 75 and sunny and gorgeous and there's christmas decorations everywhere and right. i just this is too weird because i spend every christmas you know yeah. either you know if i'm not on vacation that's another story but to be in a place like that where you know people are you know santas are walking around ringing bells and it's you know gorgeous right 
So I said, this is weird. I'm going to write a song about it. <laughs> Great. Well, so, I very much enjoy this song. This is cool. Oh, good. Thank yeah. you. <clears throat> so this is Christmas in L.A. Exactly. By by the great Will Wayne Will Wayans. Will. <laughs> we got to talk about your last name too, because apparently you told me a good story about that yeah. too. That's all right. But anyway, oh we'll God. come on to that. Christmas in L.A. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Christmas goose with pesto Just a little different from your mom's It's Christmas in L.A. They've tricked out Santa's sleigh The reindeer all have on designer shades No snow is falling and it's so Claus is just another Santa Just like Monica or Anna Elves are played by little people Who belong to SAG Carolers in string bikinis Revelers in Lamborghinis Just don't ask those party goers What's inside the bag Christmas in L.A., it might as well be May. You gotta drive four hours to find snow. Through the freeways, I'll be dashing. A-list parties, I'll be crashing. But I won't feel like saying, oh, do it, my elf. What's in the bag? Oh, don't. <laughs> Christmas in LA. We'll be surfing New Year's Day. You gotta drive four hours to find snow. Through the freeways, I'll be crashing. <laughs> in this parties, I'll be dashing. <laughs> I won't feel like Roberts with the sexiest hoe ever. <laughs> oh. oh. Okay. It's a different kind of Santa. I guess it's LA. What do you want? That's right. It's uh, right. Well, that's, that, we were talking about that too. Apparently, that's the primary difference between New York and LA is, is uh, how they flip the bird, I believe, is that's yeah. how you described it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. Should I do that or is this. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't think allowed? there's. I don't. It's, it's live. Okay. I, don't, I mean, at Facebook. They're not going to cancel it. I don't. I don't think so. All right. So I don't. It's, it's up to you. In New York, when we flip you the bird, it's like 
Yeah, right. It's in on, LA. It's like yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was off camera. There. Right, <laughs> but it's, well, it's in LA. They just don't care. No, nah. in, in New York, it's aggressive and there's like purpose behind it. Right, exactly. Like. Yeah, exactly. You've been in my way. You're going yeah. too slowly on yeah. Third Avenue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, okay, so um, oh, this next tune. This is kind of cool. So this is an original of yours, and this is actually showed as was up, the one we just did. As was another original, <laughs> right? And uh, uh, this one has been in a bunch of movies and stuff, too. It right? has. So, it has. I've been uh, lucky enough uh, through certain connections. You know, that's how it works. It's not what you know, but who. Right. Um, who being my daughter, who was involved in uh, this business of making sure that music gets into movies and TVs and stuff like that. Right. And, um, you know, the uh, person she used to work for said, well, we're looking for, you know, people who have you know, good jazz compositions that, and, you know, piano type stuff that we can play when people are in restaurants or at home making fancy dinners and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and so she said, well, my dad's got a lot of this stuff. And, and so I sent, uh, this tune around and people are using it all the time. Thank goodness. Man, that's awesome. So, um, it's been in a lot of different things. I think you'll find it in a movie called Uncorked. That's on a, uh, Netflix. It's been in, uh, the show Homeland uh, being Mary Jane, um, just a lot of different things. Uh, elementary, I think. Wow. So it's called The Terrace. I wrote it about my uh, my grandparents had this um, condo down the Jersey Shore. Yeah. And it was a big high rise that had this amazing view from their terrace. And I, my sister and I used to go out there and, and you know, sip drinks. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and hang out and, and look and talk. And, and yeah. this is what I was thinking of when I wrote this tune. That's awesome, man. And musically also, you there's a, a couple of, uh, there's another Wayne that you were <clears throat> yes. thinking of. Yeah. Wayne Shorter, who's, you know, most jazz musicians who write music are right. very influenced by Wayne. Yeah. And uh, he wrote some very brilliant, you know, uh, things with per- chord progressions that made very, very different way of approaching chord progressions. Uh, and yet writing incredibly memorable melodies. Right. So um, I was inspired by some of his uh, waltz tunes that he had written. Yeah. You know, when I wrote this tune. Cool. Which was a long time ago. <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah, yeah well, I love that. life somehow. Yeah, well, there's a lot of great changes in this tune. Thank and you. it's cool that you have, like, part of the, the notion I think you mentioned also mm-hmm. about musically is that there's a kind of, the, the melody is meant to kind of sit and the, the way you perceive right. it changes because of all the cha- the chord changes. Right. But uh, well, that's well, where the, a lot of the interest comes from is the background shifting. In- right. Because what I was thinking about when I wrote it was Wayne Shorter wrote a tune called Speak No Evil, which has this great bridge where the chords keep moving down, 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 down chromatically. And the melody goes up, 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 up against it. But when he soloed at one point, he's soloing over that chord. He just sits on this one note right. while the chords go down. The one note that works with every one of those chords. Right. And I was like, oh, I want to write a song that has all this movement, but the note doesn't change that much. Right. So that's what this is. One note waltz. <laughs> no. It's called, it's called The Terrace. Excellent. Let's do it. Thank you. 
Nice job, man. <laughs> Thanks. You too. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I dig that tune. Thank you. Yeah. The more nice. every time we do it, <laughs> it's, it, it's it grows a, on you. It it just gets. It's like <laughs> that's what you want, right? <laughs> ah, I go back. Yeah. I hear it again. No, it's it's. I I always thought it was cool, but like it's it's songs that have a lot to them are just a lot of fun because every time you get to play them you start to have you get a deeper sense of what's going on and that's yeah. just a lot of fun to do that and it's beautiful changes and you know that's you know. why musicians love certain songs i've always said that you know jazz yeah. musicians in particular love certain songs because every time they come back to it they learn something more about the tune yeah. and it makes it so interesting for us you know, the audience is like, oh, this tune again? But we're discovering something new. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. So, yeah, you know, totally. Hope hopefully you understand that. Yeah. Well, I also, <laughs> I just think personally the, the um, there's a lot of uh, harmonic content that's quote unquote modern jazz, but right. really like, you know, 60s and early 70s and stuff. And some of this like 11 chords stuff built out of fourth intervals. Right. You know, or in, you right. Know, I just also have always loved that kind of sound. Sure. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's got you know rich color and mm -hmm. it moves a lot, but it also you don't feel there's actually plenty of dissonance and, and interest, but it's not it doesn't come across as aggressive That's or just grating cool. or anything like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not that I I also love that kind of stuff too, but right. But you know, for, for a tune like this, I mean, which you're tr you're trying yeah. to impart, at least I was trying to impart this sense of 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 peace and communion and yeah. and just this feeling of of relaxation you know when right. i wrote this tune which is why i think it's kind of played well on tv yeah. for these scenes where people are making dinner at home or or out at a restaurant and having something right. or, or the, you know at a bar having a drink or something like that it's kind of yeah. this relaxing thing going on behind them so it's yeah. nice totally man cool let's check in with everybody real quick and see what uh, what's going on with the with uh, all of your raging fans <laughs> uh let's see here uh oh hi sheila <coughs> nice to nice to see you um let's see here uh <laughs> sterling uh regarding your uh the new york way to flip the bird yes and uh sterling <laughs> says i'm reporting sterling i should also say sterling is a fabulous gay man he's a good friend of mine okay so uh, he, he and his uh partner live in the in the neighborhood uh, but anyway, he says, I'm reporting the finger to the FCC. It'll be like Janet Jackson at the Super Bowl. <laughs> no wardrobe involved, that's, though, please. That's right. Yeah, no, well, very I'm good. keeping my clothes on while I flip you off. <laughs> yeah, that's thank you. okay. I appreciate you keeping yeah, your clothes you, on. Everyone will appreciate that. By the way. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I mean, it could it could drive up viewership to have people start disrobing. Not, not when it's me. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> it won't. you never know, oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Who's watching again? Um, <laughs> um, anyway, uh, and then Sheila says uh, she's shared a bunch of people. Thank you very much for sharing it. Uh, sh sharing it, Sheila, and thanks for hanging out. Um, and uh, Antoinette Thank says, you. this is so different for you, Daniel. I'm loving this. Oh, thanks. Thank I, you. I don't get to do jazz, play like with good jazz musicians that often. I have some jazz training. I've always wanted to be able to do some of this stuff. So this is great. Good having you on here, man. Well, yeah, we're we're about to abandon jazz and we are <laughs> entirely. That's right. So, uh, yeah. So the next tune here, we've got a Steely Dan tune. That's right. Yeah, Bad Sneakers. Tell us about what 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 uh, what do you dig about this tune? Well, I mean everything, first of all. But uh, we were again going back to the whole thing about you know the comedy and having you know one of the things that always um, really got to me about Steely Dan and about Fagan and, and Becker was the sense of humor in their lyrics. It's right. very very funny stuff. You know, there. I mean, there's tons of songs about drugs, and there's tons of songs about you know, about failure and <laughs> other things that <laughs> that they always like to write about. Considering how successful they were, it's pretty amazing. Right. Yeah. But um, but they also, you know, there was also this this kind of sense of humor and this storytelling in their in their stuff. Uh, right. One of my favorite songs they wrote was a tune called Brooklyn. Mm. Um, when they used to live in a in a uh, in a tenement building, not a tenement building, but brownstone in Brooklyn. And the guy who lived upstairs from there then was a guy named Pete. They used to call him President Street Pete. Mm. And uh, and he was this guy who was who'd been working around like a plumber or something like that. And he just, you know, was like ready to leave New York and retire to Miami like everybody in New York does when they could. Yeah. And they wrote this beautiful tune about it. You know, Brooklyn owes the charmer under me. Actually, he lived below. 
Brooklyn owes the charmer under me is the hook. And I just that that concept of you know Brooklyn owes you. They yeah. you know you've you've paid your dues. Right mentality. And I just like the way they they think and the way they say things. Right. So this tune in particular feels like the ultimate New York song to me. Right. Uh, you know, laughing in the frozen rain. Right. You know, being crazy in New York and all the Looney Tunes you see on the subway and everything. You're talking right. about Louis C.K.'s routine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> people, yeah. people singing. Right. You know. yeah. So uh, so this appealed to me the first time I heard this tune. And um, it's uh, from their album, Katie Lied, which if you never listened to, it's just chock cool. full of fantastic songs. Also, nobody writes a bridge better than Steely Dan. Right. They write the greatest bridges known to mankind. Yeah. Steely Dan is, well, you know, being one of these young punks from another generation, I yeah. I've always known Steely Dan is like a, a band whose vocabulary and, and music I should know. Right, Sh- should right. <laughs> but I think uh, it's thing- cool for me to get to learn this and everything. And get to be you know, and, and most musicians gravitate towards the end of their career, the last three or four albums that they did before you know they kind of broke up and got back together. Right, which are amazing records. Um, talking about Asia Gaucho. Um, and uh, was one I no Royal Scam was before that, but and Royal Scam is I think my one of my all time favorite pop albums, if not my favorite pop album. Wow. It's incredible, but the stuff that's earlier is more keeping with kind of that you know pop singer songwriter type stuff. And there's right. some great great tunes that you know are definitely them, but right. but are more in keeping with the style of stuff in the seventies you're familiar with and not so right. jazzy. Yeah. So you should check some of that stuff out too, just from a great songwriting point of view. Yeah. And this is one of those tunes, I think. Cool. Yeah, man. Well, I'm I'm having fun playing playing this with you. So Good. Let's make Good. it happen. This is "Bad Sneakers" by Steely Dan. Yeah. Featuring Wayne Willens. 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 I. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe not. Anyway, Steely. All right. Here we go. One, two, three, and... Five minutes that I can hardly stand to hear Including yours and mine And one more chip who isn't here I can see the ladies talking How the times are getting hard That fearsome excavation on Boulevard, you know I'm going insane. Laughing in the frozen rain, you know I'm so alone. Honey, when they gonna send me home? Bad sneakers and a media club out of my friends. Stop me on the avenue, radio city with a, a transistor and a lot. That street, wear that white tuxedo. How you gonna beat the heat? Do you take me for a fool? Do you think that I don't see that ditch out in the valley that they're digging just for me? Transistor and a lot, some money to spend. 
you too, Wayne. Man. Yeah. Kicking it, man. This is what's up. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so let's check in really quick with everybody else. Sterling says, you excel at, at this. It's your sounds. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Me or you? Uh, I'm sure he's talking about you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh and by excel i don't mean a type of spreadsheet <laughs> okay <laughs> yes uh you. yes very good um all right well very cool so that's uh we got one more tune we want to do here this is a hendrix tune oh and, yeah uh yeah you want yeah how do you want to set this all up? right so um yeah so uh one uh person i like to talk about when we do these kind of things is my dear old friend who's no longer with us uh the great great vocalist pam bricker yeah um if you're not hip to Pam and you're from this area, I'm sorry, because she was really um, just a miracle. A fabulous singer, one of the greatest you'll ever hear. And just one of those musicians who, who you know, like if we were doing a tune, she'd call a tune out and, and uh, maybe I got the wrong chord or something like that because I was transposing the tune. Right. She would like look over to me and sing the root. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, that's how good. Wow. Right, oh. amazing. No Super singer talented. does that. That's yeah, awesome. I know, I know. I know. Should we give me the? Uh, I was yeah. like, okay, <laughs> I got it now. Thanks. Yeah. Wow. Um, and uh, we did an album together in uh, to over twenty years ago, uh, called Utopia, because we used to work at a club on U Street in D.C. called U Dash Topia, <laughs> and um, it was quite a, a scene there on Sunday nights uh, when Pam and I and, and Jim West used to play drums with us. The three of us had this bar band, basically. Yeah. And every time, all the restaurants in, in town would close like at 9, 10 o'clock. And right. all these people, the bartenders, all would come hang out there. And it was this amazing scene we had going. Wow. It was really special. Yeah. And mostly because of Pam, because she was such a special, you know, talent. Yeah. And so we did an album where we all went to my house and I had one of those old digital eight track recorders yeah <laughs> you know the roland whatever it was yeah and and we recorded uh an album basically live in yeah. my basement right and she was so good she we didn't have, i maybe fixed made one fix in yeah. all that recording i mean that's how perfectly in tune and how how great she sang that stuff yeah i still have some tracks that i never released someday i'll do that yeah from that that we didn't release but um this was on there wow so uh this is from uh I think one of the greatest rock albums of all time, uh, Acts as Bold as Love by yeah. Jimi Hendrix. Just phenomenal record. You know, uh, he had already had his big hits. So I think, you know, Warner Brothers is like, do whatever you want. <laughs> You're a superstar now. Right. You know, make the music you want to make. And that's exactly what he did. This album is incredible. Yeah. And, um, and uh, Pam and Jim and I used to cover this tune and also the title tune, Axis Bowl is Love, which she sang the crap out of. Yeah. And But we did this tune. Uh, it's called Up From the Skies, the first tune on the, on the record. And uh, it's about an alien coming back to Earth after, you know, helping people build Stonehenge and then coming back, you know, right. or, or, the, or the, the pyramids, whatever they say the aliens <laughs> used to do. Right? And then they come back to Earth, you know, and then they see that we've destroyed the planet, you know, with pollution and everything. So right. it's kind of a, a heavy but very appropriate for our time because yeah. the last line of the bridge is the smell of a world that has burned. Yeah. So right. you, our friends out in California and other places. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, that. so this is Jimmy. You know, being green, <laughs> I guess, <laughs> before his time. Excellent. That's right. Go, go, man. Go, Jimmy. And just to finish talking about it for a second. Um, yeah. So Pam's take on this tune was to sing it like uh, Mose Allison t- type tune because it right. swings. It's a swinging tune. Right. You know, and Hendrix playing, and you'll you'll hear Daniel doing. You know, Jimmy playing that that four four. Chink 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 chink, like an old fashioned, you right. know, gypsy swing type thing. Right. And. Uh, and it, it's great. So uh, Pam used to sing it like Mose Allison. So um, I sound a little more like Mose than she did. She's a lot better. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll try and do that justice. Up from the skies. That sounds great. Here we go. I want to the end. want to talk to you I won't do you no harm Just want to know about your different lives All these people 
some of you got family That's the alien right there, man. (laughs) He came in at the end of the song. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, man. Well, thanks very much for coming on, Oh, Daniel, this is a blast. Yeah, totally. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, dude, anytime. This is awesome. I really appreciate it. All right, I'll see Um, you next week. Yeah, (laughs) great, Uh excellent. (laughs) So, everybody, please, uh, before we go, make sure you check out the dates coming up for Wayne. They're all in the links in the description. 
check out his music online. He's got uh, the name of your album again. That All right, you want well, everybody look at is we, uh, we have a bunch of them to talk about, but oh, um, yeah. the one that that last track was from is called Utopia. Uh, you can find. Uh, I think all this stuff is on iTunes. Yeah. Um, uh, my last two records uh, in 2004, where I did that record with uh, Noichi Vaishegar on it, it's called Break of Dawn. Yeah. So all original tunes. I don't sing any leads on it. You'll be thankful to know. <laughs> I have four fabulous, I mean, fabulous, almost as good as Daniel right. singers on right, it. Right, right, um, right. <laughs> including uh, Pam, uh, Steve Washington, who's still knocking around D.C. and singing his hiney off. Awesome. Uh, Nikki Gonzalez, who lives in L.A., and uh, Patrick DeSantos, who lives outside of Africa. Anyway, um, uh, that that album is is I'm very proud of my original yeah. all my originals and then um, I have another album most recently did with my quartet called Recotar y Viver which is all uh, you know instrumental stuff but it's a lot of fun and cool uh, we had a great time making yeah that. so look look Wayne up online check stream all his music check out his albums and everything and check out the the uh, the shows he's got coming up grab a ticket or two right especially if, you go ahead. If you can sing, come out to Normandy Farm first and third Fridays of every month. I do open mic, so yeah. and we don't just do jazz; we do everything. Yeah, so come on out, do it. That's pleased. Oh man, it's fun. Yeah, let him let let Wayne know I sent you. He's no. coming the next time, right? That's You're right. gonna come next. Yeah, time. bring your guitar, man. <laughs> it sounds great. <laughs> All right, man. Well, You'll thanks again for coming on. Thanks, I really appreciate man. it. I'm sure we'll do it again soon. All right, All right man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. Bye, everybody. See you guys. <laughs>